This is the Your Money Hour podcast. I am your host, Dakota Grady. Welcome to the show, and I'm glad you're joining us today. It is a beautiful day in Greenville, South Carolina. Sun's shining. I love it. And although it's fall and it's hot, the holidays, it's good weather today. So it is the holiday season, and some people may be struggling financially. If you are struggling with your finances, I can help you. Check out my website at dakotagrady.com for resources to help you maximize your money to live the life that you want. Also, if you're a nurse practitioner who has a business and you need help with accounting, taxes, and advisory, contact me today. Check out my website at theatdoc.com. That's theatdoc.com. Today's guest is Sandra Garrett of JD Financial 101 in Greenville, South Carolina. So I wanted to invite her to the show. Tanya and I, we actually partner. Actually, it's three of us. I don't want to leave out my friend, Tracy Fleming. I know oh, she's in the don't office. Leave her out. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandra, Tracy, and I, we partner to help businesses in the Greenville, South Carolina area. And actually, Tracy is the owner of Business and Such. I'm going to have her on the show if she wants to come on the show. And I'm going to talk to Sandra today about nonprofits. So without further ado, Sandra, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dakota. It is great being here. I'm excited. Yes, ma'am. So tell everyone about who you are and what you do. Well, of course, my name is Sandra Garrett. I have a J&D Financial 101. Um, the business has like threefold, like three departments. I do taxes, bookkeeping, and uh, financial coaching. And I've been doing this since 2006. I branched out to be full-time. So I am working this business and I'm helping clients from one end of the spectrum to the other to fulfill their goals and their awesome. dreams. So again, we partner and mainly you and I have been doing nonprofit stuff and that's not my wheelhouse. As oh, say. Yes. So I've been referring business to Sandra and I'm like, I don't do it no more. <laughs> Even real. I see. I, I see. You're right. It's a so, challenging thing, but it's also fulfilling. Talk about nonprofits today. Like, what is a nonprofit? And we'll get more details about my question, but what is a nonprofit? A nonprofit organization is a, it's like almost a business where they have to be um, scheduled with the state and with the IRS department of having a business. And their um, their finances based on donors and grants. That's how they primarily get their money. And they help the community for whatever spectrum, like whatever their vision and mission is, they're putting back into the community. They're helping um, small uh, communities. They're helping other organizations to benefit the community as a whole. And the government basically backed them with the, the letters of engagement, backs them with um, grants and um, this different source because there's so many different nonprofit organizations. It ranges from, you know, uh, guns <laughs> all the way to, you know, just uh, daycares, you know. Uh, actually, I have one business that puts back in the community like they help the youth they take them places and then at the end of the year they have like a youth of the year 
that they help fund, whether it's school, whether it's college, whatever it is. They're doing a lot in the community. So a nonprofit is an organization that has a mission and they focus on whatever mission it is to do outreach in the community. That makes sense? And they get donors to fund their business, right? Yes. Now, whether it's private donors and government, whatever, yeah. Now, in terms of their tax status, do they pay taxes or not? For the most part, they do not pay taxes unless they're making money in a different light. There are churches that do not pay taxes, but if they take their parking lot and rent it out, you know, making money that way, they will pay taxes on that. But for the most part, the majority of them do not pay taxes. Now, you're a preacher as well, so you have a nonprofit as well, or do you? Correct. All right, all right. Our church, Vision of Faith, this is it's nonprofit, of course, and um, yeah, it's a lot, but it's worth it, yeah. Let's talk about that, like, should every business idea be a nonprofit? Like, we mentioned, you mentioned the gun club. <laughs> That's a client, I'm not going to say the name, yes. but like, I asked the client, I think I asked the client, like, you're making money. So why a nonprofit? <laughs> well, a, a lot of um, organizations, it's like a social club, you know, and they do a lot of things to benefit their members because a lot of them have members. And so they benefit their members with doing a lot of things like the gun uh, club. Uh, you, you know, you join the organization and, you know, they have donors, they have membership fees and stuff. But it's like a social club. So they're not actually, you know, they don't want to be a for-profit because most of them have already made their, um, I don't know what to say, their their life agenda in the business world. And so now they just want to be a part of something. Not trying to make money, but just socializing, just hanging out. And just even still giving back to the community. Hmm. Let's get some spin on that. I like that. So what has to be some things that, you feel nonprofits are doing right and it's something that they can improve on. Wow, yes. Um, a lot of nonprofit organizations, when they start out, they think the only thing they need to do is to uh, go on the website, to the IRS website, and apply for an EIN number, and that's it. And a lot of them have gotten into trouble just doing that. A lot of them have been, you know, their status has been revoked because it's so much more to just getting an EIN number. That's actually next to your last step. The first thing in the state of South Carolina you need to do is go on the state of South Carolina website, type in the name that you want the organization uh, to uh, be under and see if it's already available. If it's available, you start with the South Carolina State Nonprofit part, Department and you type in the name and see if it's good. And if it's good, then you do your articles in incorporation and you go from there. One of the problems that we go straight to the IRS, we want to go ahead and put our name in, get our EIN number, and we think we're good. So when we find out we have to register with the state, a lot of times our names are taken. A lot of times you can't do it. So then it's a whole different ball rolling to even get that correct. A lot of things I've found also is the fact that once they've done that, they forget that the nonprofit organizations still have to do taxes. And that's a lot of the problems that I am encountering because they didn't know it. It's been three, four years. And now they like, oh, I want this grant. And they said, well, you're not 
Um, we can't give it to you because your status has been revoked. And they're like, well, what? What do you mean? They didn't realize that they have to do taxes. They have to do a 990 and they have to do a Schedule C. And so a lot of them right now, especially at the end of this year, with everything opening back up, they're finding themselves in financial trouble. Not so much as money-wise, but their status is no longer good and they have to be reinstated. Mm. So Ashley, I offered a client to you recently and that was probably one of the issues, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. It's one, one particular client where someone was doing her books for her, but not filing the correct forms. Like they were, the person wasn't doing the 990, which is the return for a nonprofit. The 990 in is the one that it says if the income is less than $50,000, then they, they, would, they would fill out a postcard and send it to the IRS or just a simple form. Talk about that in terms of how person didn't file the return and now you got to correct that i guess we (laughs) we yes correct um i do have a client uh who had a friend of hers from church to do her taxes and the client did not uh the person that was doing her her uh, her taxes did not realize that she had a non-profit business that needed to be separated so he included the non-profit business income and expenses on her schedule C. And of course that has to be separate. And they did not realize that until she got a letter from the IRS. And so you have to be careful uh, who does your taxes. And not to say that the gentleman didn't do her personal taxes correctly, but he even said, I don't know anything about nonprofits. I don't know anything about 99. I just know you needed to claim this income. And so as a nonprofit, we sometimes don't realize that it is a business. Nonprofit organization is a business and it has its own taxes. I've had clients to come in and they have their personal business, have their personal money with their business money. I'm like, no, you can't intermingle money like that because they don't understand. The The only thing they understand is that I need to go to the IRS and get an EIN number. And the state has steps that they have to follow. First of all, you have to clarify your vision. And then after that, you got to decide what you want to do. You got to get your own board. A lot of them don't even have board members. You can't run a nonprofit organization without a board. You have to do your homework. You have to define define your organization purpose. Then you have to get incorporated with the state of South Carolina. You have to do all of that before you even go to the IRS to get an EIN. And a lot of them do not understand that. And they get in trouble quickly and they don't understand that their nonprofit organization and their personal taxes are different. Um, I've had one client who do not understand why they need financial statements. And I'm like, your financial statements drive your 990. It is a business. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. Send me your profit allowance. Do you have a balance sheet? Well, we've never heard of one. You haven't heard of one, you have a business. It may be nonprofit, but you have a business that still has to operate basically the same way under the IRS. The only difference is your forms are different. You know, if it's a personal business for profit, I can do my Schedule C. But as a nonprofit, it's of its own. It's a different entity from you. And you have to do that on a yearly basis and they're failing to realize that a bookkeeper and accountant is very important to their organization 
very mm. important. And that's how they're getting into trouble because they don't realize, they don't look at it as a business. They look at it as nonprofit money coming in. You know, nonprofit things I get to do. I'm getting to, you know, do the vision in the community, but not realizing that on the back end, if you're running your business, you don't want to think about your books. You don't want to think about any of that. You want to do and fulfill some things in the community, set your goals and stuff. Bookkeeping is the last thing you're thinking about. And so they're not thinking about it, but it still has to be done at the end of the day. If not, their status are going to be revoked and then they're really going to be in trouble. And that's what I'm seeing. And then they're coming to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you send them to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in your experience in the legal field, that's your background, right? You have experience in the legal yes. field. How important is having an attorney on your side if you are a nonprofit or if any? Well, I would suggest that you uh, have an attorney you know the very beginning of setting up everything because you want to have everything set up correctly. That is very important. Uh, once you have the attorney that can guide you, that can give you consultation of you know your articles of incorporation, you know how to go and uh, do all of that. You know, and once you set up, you don't as much need an attorney from the beginning. I mean, sorry, after that. You don't need them so much in your business after that. But you want to make sure your organization is set up properly because they're a private nonprofit organization and they're a public nonprofit organization. So you got to know the difference between the two as far as where you're setting it up because the IRS is not going to go through all that with you. They're going to assign you an EIN number. They're not going to tell you ABCD because they want you to understand that. And I will say on the RS website, they do have classes and videos that you can watch. But most of us have heard, oh, you want a nonprofit? Go get your EIN number. But an attorney is good at the beginning to help you set up and make sure you, you categorize your business correct way. The problem is the account is very important. Having a bookkeeper is very, very important because they will help you keep your status. They will help you keep your financial records in order. And that's the thing that they are forgetting. Mm. So should every business idea be a profit that you've come across? Or do you see some that should have been an actual business compared to a nonprofit? Yes. Sometimes I think we kind of have a misconception of profit and nonprofit. For me, I came from a profit world. When I started working at Legal Services, a nonprofit organization, I've been with them, I had been with them for 15 years. I'm thinking, look at the financial statement. We should be making money. They're like, no, we're nonprofit. We're not supposed to make money. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense because every business needs money. They're just like, yeah, you need money, but your goal is not to make money. Your actual goal is your mission and vision in the community. And then your grants and your donors help you support that vision. You're not going to become a millionaire doing a nonprofit. You know, that's not your goal. Your goal is to take care of your community. And that's the thing that I think people are missing because they say, oh, nonprofit, the government's going to give me a grant and I'm going to have money to do this and that. They don't even realize. And I have to tell my clients this, when you write up a grant and you submit it, you have to spend that money the exact same way you said it. 
You can't get the money and go do ABC. You've got to spend it however you wrote that grant. And a lot of the nonprofits are thinking, oh, this is free money. And not like free money in my pocket, but oh, we can hire extra people. We can take the children here. We can buy more of this. No, if you said you're gonna spend $500 on equipment, your limit is $500. You can't spend a thousand and say, oh, well, you know, I had to go over. It doesn't work that way. And you will have to send a report at the end of the year to that organization that gave you that grant. And they wanna make sure you spent the money the way you are supposed to spend it. And so I have a lot of the organizations that don't even, they don't even have budgets. You have to have a budget if you're nonprofit. You have to have a budget in business anyway. But especially nonprofit, you have to have a budget and you have to adhere to that budget constantly. It is not play money. It is not I do what I want to do. It is money that the government said, this is how you have to spend it and that's it. And if you don't spend it all the right way, guess what? You got to give that money back. How many of us want to give money back? <laughs> right. When I was an auditor in Nashville, basically we audited like city governments and that's where they got grants for spend the money on that particular grant. If they got a grant for us, a children's outreach, that money should be spent on children's outreach, not like employees or whatever. No, that kind of award should be spent on that particular thing. So, in your nonprofit, like, well, do you, do you have to, how do you approach your nonprofit in terms of fundraising? I mean, how do you get members to tithe? Like, how, how do you get them to fund your profit? I mean, nonprofit. Well, it's amazing because the church have always been taught because, you know, of course, it's not a private organization. And so most churches, you know, they depend on the tithes and the offering, you know. They don't do a lot of extra other stuff because they know that, okay, if we do a lot of extra things, making money like renting out the parking lot, that's a different kind of taxes that they will have to pay. Nonprofit organizations that are not religious-based that's a little different because they have to not only go out for grants, but you know, like some of the organization, they have like uh, members and partners that donate. And then for the most part, they have, they go have to go after grants, whether it's uh, state grants, federal grants, that's where most of their money are going to come from. So they have to get out from behind the desk, the director does. And they have to go out to, you know, lead business meetings. They have to go out to organizations. They have to constantly walk the pavement in order to raise the money, in order to get the donors to pay. Sometimes more, get, like I know United Way used to and probably still do, like at the end of the year, like December, they have a big gala where you pay like $500 for tables and stuff. And you dress up, but people don't realize it's fun to do it, but you actually supporting a nonprofit organization. Whether it's like United Way, they do like children, making sure people who got burnt out of their homes have a, a hotels to go to and all that stuff. Well, in order to do that, you have to get from behind the desk and you have to go out. You have to walk the payment to get donors because not all of your money can and will come from grants because everybody's fighting for a grant. So you're going to have to get out and get donors. And that's very important because, again, it's not a for-profit business. It's a non-profit. And the don't, what people don't realize, well, you have to keep good books because when donors donate, they're going to put that on their taxes that they gave you $5, $500, $550. They're going to put that on the taxes. So you definitely want to be 
legit, you definitely want to be in order with all your books and stuff. Cause you're saying they gave us money and we're legit. And we're saying that this is good. This is the money that we're getting in. This is good. And that, and those books are public records too. So people can go see where yes, you're earning exactly. and where their money went basically. Exactly. And they will ask, especially with the churches, they will ask to see the 990. They will ask to see, you know, and a lot of times we don't realize that for nonprofits, they are audited also. So the first thing that they're going to come in, you know, let me see your bank statement. It's a legal document. Let me see your bank statement. Let me see your donors list. Let me see your expenses, you know. And so a lot of them are not thinking that way. I had a person to ask me the other day, well, I wasn't aware that we needed a bookkeeper. I'm like, well, you have a business. Well, as long as we're doing ABCD with the mission, it doesn't work like that. You still have to have your financial statements. You still have to have them where a business, another business that wants to donate, wants to become a donor, they want to see what you're doing with the money. They're going to want to see that. They're not just going to give you money, especially when you're in the $50,000, $60,000. Just give you money to do whatever. They want to see what you're spending it on. They want to see what your mission looked like. And if you're following suit to that, they're going to want to see that if they're giving a lot more money than $5. Right. Wow. They didn't know they needed a bookkeeper. That's interesting. Interesting. I was even asked to join the board. <laughs> well, you don't need the book for the company. <laughs> Amy, yes. and, I do, and I've been a boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. Before we close, do you have any final thoughts? It sounds like the importance of having somebody who can do bookkeeping for you or a nonprofit is important. Also, getting, hitting the pavement, like you mentioned earlier, networking, getting people to donate to you is important. So, final thoughts on anything regarding nonprofits. I would say the biggest thing is you don't want them to revoke you as a nonprofit organization. Um, so I would say keep your record straight because even if you're following your mission, you're doing what you're supposed to do, what you said you was going to do, you must have records to prove, substantiate what you are doing. They're not going to come after you if you didn't get your mission statement correctly, if you didn't follow your mission statement, they're not gonna come after you. They're not gonna come after you because you didn't get up and go out and seek donors. But at the end of the year, if you don't have that 990 done, you don't have that schedule A with it, you don't have that done, they're gonna come after you. They wanna look at your books and they're gonna revoke you. So as that you keep everything the way you wrote it down in your articles of incorporation, because people don't realize this, even in your articles of incorporation, you gotta say that you have a good accounting system. You gotta say that you got the, you know, good software, you know, you're gonna keep your records. You have to say that in your articles of incorporation and then you not do it, it gets you in trouble. So, what I would say to a person that's getting ready to start a nonprofit organization, to do your mission statement. Go and talk with somebody that's doing the same thing that you would like to do in the same field. Get on the South Carolina State website and see what's going on. See if your name is uh, available. After that's done, do your articles in corporation. You can have an attorney. You don't have to have an attorney. 
do your articles in corporation. Once that's done, then you go to the IRS to get an EIN number. Once that's done, you make sure you have a bank account with just your business, you know, money going in, not your personal. Make sure they stay separate. That's very, very important also. And once you've done all that and you start getting your grants and stuff, make sure that you have your records in order. Make sure that your books can prove that this is how you spent your money. This is what you said you're going to spend your money on. And this is how you did it. Because one thing that I can guarantee, if you do all that in order and you keep a good record, people will come to you offering grants, offering to be donors, offering you money because they feel that you're doing what you say you're going to do with the money that they're donating. And a lot of times people don't realize donors sacrifice, you know, that was sacrifice for you to help the children in their community because some of them have grown up where somebody helped them in the community. So there was sacrifice, but at the end of the day, they're going to want to make sure that you spent the money the way you say you're going to spend that money, you know, within your articles and corporation, within your mission and vision statement. So I suggest that, you know, you go in that order, keep yourself, you know, from being, you know, cause you don't want to spend a lot of time and money to be reinstated. It's a long process. And while you're going through that process, you're missing out on donors. You're missing out on grants. You're missing out on a lot of things because even if people give you money during that time, it's not really legit for them to write it off on their taxes because you're no longer, you know, a nonprofit organization. Awesome. So how can people find out about you and your business? <laughs> well, JND Financial is located 600 East North Street, and that's 29601. That's you in Greenville? Find me on Facebook, huh? That's in Greenville? <laughs> yes, that's in Greenville, South Carolina, across from the Bible. And you can find me on Facebook at JND Financial 101. Awesome. Well, Sandra, thank you for your time. And this is the Your Money Hour podcast. Thank you. <laughs>